Welcome back to the Fast Break. It's episode 85, and today we're going to be doing a week nine recap. We typically start in the West, but we'll start in the East today. Uh, I want to start with the Toronto Raptors, who are fourth in the East, yet have a 500 record. Uh, they've made big strides over the, the, the last few last few weeks into months. Uh, they're, they're six and four in their last in their last ten, and they're fourth in the East. So, what are your thoughts on Toronto, Aaron? Well, I really think it's less about the Raptors and more about how bad the East is. The Raptors would literally not be in the playoffs in the West, and right now they have home court advantage. Like, the East is insanely terrible. Like, they're so bad. Um, yeah, they would be the nine seed in the East. The Raptors would be the nine seed in the West, um, not even in the playoffs. So, really unfortunate. Um, how terrible the East is. Sure, the Raptors have been doing well. The Heat have picked it up. The Celtics are doing terrible. The Knicks might legitimately make the playoffs. But the real story here is um, not even that the West is playing that well. It's just the East is playing really terrible. Yep, the Raptors and the Heat, we were both low on, have made strides. The Heat have won five straight to uh, one game below or a half game below 500. Um, so, so, yeah, the, the East is just really bad. Uh, I want to focus on the Hawks before we leave. Oh, I, I, I completely screwed my opportunity to talk about Kyle Lowry because I need to talk about Kyle Lowry. Um, Kyle Lowry is on the Raptors, so there is something to talk about the Raptors. Um, they, uh, Kyle, Kyle Lowry's in trade rumors. Um, uh, one of the beat reports for the Raptors and then someone um, on the 76ers confirmed that um, there's trade talks about Kyle Lowry um, his main destinations are the 76ers, Heat, Heat, and Clippers. But um, the 76ers are obviously his main target. He's from Philly, so that makes sense. Um, the Sixers yeah. actually have the Sixers have the assets. I assume it'd be Tyrese Maxey picks, and then someone to get the contracts right, Mike Scott, uh, someone like that, just a end of the bench guy, Danny Green maybe. Um, what do you think about uh, Kyle Lowry? Yeah, I've heard rumors that the Raptors, quote unquote, want to reward him for his service to the team and set, by sending him to a championship contender, uh, which would be Philly. He's from Philly, went to college at Villanova, which is outside of Philadelphia. Um, that, that's the logical answer here, and I think we will end up end up see him uh, end up seeing him in the 76ers uniform. If we transition over to the West now, uh, let's focus first on the Denver Nuggets, who a few nights ago had a chance to tie the game, had a three-on-one, and instead of cutting to the basket, my, uh, Michael Porter Jr. floated to the corner, and I think it was maybe Will Barton went to the wing, and instead of a three-on-one. No, Facundo Composo. All right. They, they, got a, they got a three when it was a three-on-one. They had a wide-open layup to win the game, or to tie the game, rather. Um, People are saying this is like Steph Curry's fault. They just want to shoot the three. Um, Really, just they just screwed this up. Um, On a three-on-one fast break, one of them should have stayed outside the three-point line. One of them should have cut to the basket, um, and they just completely messed it up. Like, both of them should have cut the ball. Really, Jamal Murray should have just tried. Once he saw no one cut, instead of making that pass, he should have just tried off the dribble to beat Beal, in my opinion, because um, that three with half a second left, I don't think um, was going to do anything. Um, it, I, I, I don't know what to say. The Nuggets just uh, made a very dumb move. Yeah, all three of those guys, I think, are drive first. Murray for the best shooter out of that. But even if the, I like to see Murray take him, take Beal's a good defender, not a great defender. 
I like to see Murray take him off the bounds and then because uh, that occupies him. So if Murray doesn't get to the hole, he, he's a good enough passer and has a good enough vision to know that someone, one of those two guys has to cut to has to cut off uh, opposite blocks. So it was just bad, uh, bad, a bad scheme. I think it, it's on Murray because he's the point guard, but all three of them messed up there. Um, let, let's stay at the, uh, at the borderline of the playoffs here. Uh, the Warriors have won three in a row. The Nuggets, Mavericks, Grizzlies, and Pelicans have all lost one in a row. So uh, what are your thoughts on, on 7 through 11 in the West? Um, Let me see here. 7 through 11. Um, I don't really have anything specific to say about any of these teams. Um, the Warriors – I mean, all these teams are going to be in playoff contention. I think it's pretty uh, tight race here. I think um, kind of the first four seeds are – um, pretty locked up there, but then really Spurs through Pelicans or Spurs through Grizzlies is going to be pretty close. Um, personally, I think the Nuggets is, are the best of any of those teams. You could just play like a, a, a MVP candidate. He maybe is even the MVP favorite right now. Um, the rest of the team just needs to get it together. Um, a lot of losses here with some of these teams. The Warriors are the only team on a winning streak. Um, every other team, five through 11, has lost. Um, their last couple games, the Trailblazers have, have actually lost their last four. So, um, yeah, I mean, both of the, both of the conferences are kind of convoluted right now. It's very close to both conferences. It'll be interesting to see how much of a race there is for the playoffs. Yep, let's go to the top of the West now, as we do most weeks. Uh, Utah still in control by about three games over the Clippers, Lakers, and Suns, respectively. Um, the, the Suns have been playing good basketball lately, eight and two in their last ten. Lakers uh, with the uh, loss of Davis to injury, they've they've faltered, well, losing four in a row, but they they did rebound last night. Uh, what do you think of, of the race at the top of the standings? Um, I think it's pretty interesting, especially with the Lakers and Jazz. I feel like we've been talking about the Jazz a lot, but the Lakers, um, they lost AD, they they lost Schroeder for a while, and um, people are saying, oh, this is LeBron's chance to um, pull away for MVP if he can win without AD. Um, It'll show that he, he doesn't need AD. He can still lead this team to wins. Um, the problem is the reverse effect happened. Um, without AD, they, couldn't, they, couldn't, they weren't winning games. And I think this actually really hurts his MVP case. Um, this, this losing streak they had at five or six games, four or five games. I don't know what it, uh, what it was, but it was, it was several games. And uh, what, what do you think about LeBron's MVP chances there? Because I think that's the real Lakers story here. I think they've uh, taken quite a hit, actually, because oh. – um... Recently, he's you know he's always been in consideration, but it's been people have been saying he has he always has multiple stars around him, and this was the chance we thought when we talked about this last week he could really rise he could really improve his stock by proving that he doesn't need a second star. But they lost four in a row. He didn't put up great numbers. It's kind of inefficient from the field, and I think I think that hurts him. I think Curry is still up there. Uh, definitely Luca, even though his team's not playing great. Um, I think there's Embiid, Jokic. There's a lot of options, but I think LeBron could have distanced himself from the field. I had him number one uh, in my list uh, before this this break, and I think he could definitely he, he could fall to number two after the, this last four or five game stretch. Yeah, um, the Jazz lost to the Heat. Uh, I mean, um, that that's the loss they had recently, and I guess now we can talk about each of the Jazz losses because they've had so little. Um, it just really shows that their weakness is guarding these wings, um, which is going to be a huge problem, guarding LeBron, guarding Kawhi, guarding George. Because um, Conley and Gobert are their top two defenders. Neither of them can guard 6'8 guys. Um, 
Right now we're starting Royce O'Neal just for that reason. Um, he's not an offensive threat at all, um, other than the occasional three. He's really there to play defense. Um, the the Their offense is not an issue right now. Uh, 20 of their 20 – they had a streak where they won 20 of 22 games. And uh, – or, or no, they won 22 of 24 games. 20 of those 22 wins were in double digits. So um, blew a lot of teams out of the water on the offensive side of the ball. Um, they're just struggling against those wings, which will be a problem in the West um, against some of those teams. Yeah, I think out of all these teams in the league, the Jazz definitely have the the, the fewest weaknesses. Probably the Jazz or the Lakers. Um, the West is just a much better conference. I want to go back to the East because I just realized this. Um, if the the Hornets say, if the Hornets win today and the Raptors lose, the Hornets would go up from the ten seed to the four seed. That just shows you how mediocre the. Uh, the East is that four through 10 separated by only one game. I, five, I was five through eight is all tied. So it, everything is just uh, very, very mediocre. Yeah. Uh, th- I mean, that, I, that's crazy. I, I, I saw that earlier that week. I didn't realize it was still in that exact position. Um, literally one game between the four and 10. See, that's it's absolutely crazy. Um, still a lot of time left in the season. Um, so we'll see which teams can make a push. Speaking of time left in the season, transition, um, the NBA released the rest of their schedule. And normally at the start of the season, um, the, the schedule is released as normal. Um, this season, they obviously did it in increments uh, because they didn't know which teams would need to make up games so they could schedule the makeup games where pe- the, the teams are out of COVID. And normally at the start of the t- season, you can't say, oh, the league's favoring these teams. The league is um, doing whatever because, I mean, um, you don't really know who's going to be good, but this year the league definitely had an opportunity to say, oh, we're going to give these certain teams an easier schedule. These teams are going to have a harder schedule. And um, there, there's a site, Tankathon. I, I sent you a link a while ago because I was amazed at one thing um, that, that kind of shows you what the strength of schedule is for all these teams. Um, the interesting thing is that the bottom four, bottom five, the bottom five, which would be the easiest strength of schedule, from easiest um, to least easy would be Miami, Utah, Brooklyn, Charlotte, Dallas. So these five teams had the easiest schedule. Um, I think it's interesting. Miami made the finals last year. They've been uh, on a losing streak, and now they got the easiest remaining schedule. Utah, the one seed in the West, they they have an, they have an easy schedule. Brooklyn, obviously, probably the casual fans' favorite team. They have an easy schedule. Charlotte has LaMelo Ball. They have an easy schedule. Dallas has um, Luca, and he he's a young player who um, new fans will be interested in. They have an easy schedule, and then then you go to the top. Um, I don't have much to say about the top. The hardest schedules from one to four: are Houston, Orlando, Minnesota, and San Antonio. Um, I don't think the league really had a say there. I'm just really amazed by these bottom five teams, which all have a clear like league motivation for giving them some easy schedule. Yeah, I thought the uh, it was very interesting the link the link that you sent me. Um, I was surprised that both of our teams, the Hornets and the Jazz, have two of the easiest strength schedules remaining. I think that could be the decider in the East is who just. I think all those teams as it comes down to stretch will have to take advantage of those games against the Pistons, Wizards, Cavs, and make a little late push because I, I think coming down the stretch we could have four, five, six, seven within the stretch of one or two games. It's happened before. I think twenty sixteen the Heat and the Hornets had the same record, and they were three and six. So uh, it, it's definitely a weird year in the NBA, but the, with the uh, 
with, with, with uh, I think the schedule, like you mentioned, was just released. It'll be a, a good end of the season. Yeah, I mean, this is a side that um, always has been interesting to me. It's something I will occasionally look at throughout the season just to see, like, oh, or this week, like, who who's who's expected to win. Um, in the East, I'd say the one team we can count out um, if we really just want to base it on strength of schedule would be uh, um, the Magic. Um, they, they have a pretty hard schedule, the second hardest in the league. So, And they're already 13th right now and nine games – I mean – they're not right in the middle as some of these other teams. So um, I, I'd say they're the one team that maybe was really hurt by this scheduling. Um, speaking of one of these teams in the East that I can mention real quick, um, the Wizards. Um, I could have mentioned them when we were talking about the, that Nuggets game, but they won six straight um, since we last talked. And, they're, I mean, they're doing surprisingly well. They've pushed themselves into this um, Eastern, Con- Eastern Conference conversation, um, which is a place they weren't in before so I, I just wanted to highlight them for having a good couple weeks yeah any team any other teams you want to focus on today um I can mention a couple things um the Rockets released DeMarcus Cousins after paying him um kind of uh just they paid him first to say uh, thanks for being with our team and then released him right after I heard he was I think he was upset with having a bench roll but at this point in his career he's probably gonna have to accept that um Kings I think Luke Walton's getting fired because they lost like five straight and he's, he broke a clipboard. I don't know if you saw that video. Um, Kyrie Irving said the NBA should change their logo to Kobe Bryant. Um, we can talk about that if you want to. The Nets won eight in a row, which is their longest streak since 2011. It's all without KD and all three Nets are playing insane. Harden leads all categories other than points with those big three. So I don't know. Kings, Nets, logo change. You want to talk about any of those before we wrap up? Um, let's talk about the Kings and the Rockets a little bit because they both have a – well, the Kings just won the game, but before that they had a losing streak of nine games. The Rockets have lost ten in a row, and the Timberwolves have lost six in a row. So at the bottom of the West, there's a lot of teams that are just losing a ton of games in a row. Yeah, I kind of want to talk about this logo change thing because it's interesting. Um, obviously, the logo right now is thought to be Jerry West, I believe. Obviously, it's never been confirmed. The league is not paying Jerry West any royalties. Um, and he, he, he says he knows it's him. And pretty much everyone believes it's him. Um, but he would actually be fine with it being changed. Um, Kyrie says change it to Kobe. This picture has been going around for a while. I personally think it'd be the wrong decision. Um, Kobe Bryant's been a very like monumental and influential player. So I think there's been some even more influential players. Uh, Kobe also had some controversies. And uh, I think... I'm not against changing the logo, but I think it'd be kind of something uh, abrupt to do right now. Yeah, I definitely, I totally agree with that. Um, I don't love the current logo. I don't like how vertical it is. I wish they'd make yeah. it not a perfect square, but a little uh, better dimensions equally around. Um, and also, it is Jerry West. Like, it's never been confirmed, like you said, but it, it, you know, the picture that matches up to it. And it looks like, it doesn't even look like a basketball move. He's got yeah. one um, leg. Yeah. But it's a very weird shape. Looks weird. Um, I think if they were to change it, I don't think Kobe would be the right choice. I think since, since Kobe's uh, death last year, people have looked up to him and he definitely uh, played a, a very huge role in basketball, especially later after he retired in the expansion of women's basketball. Um, but I think if you are to change the logo, I think Jordan might be the, the, uh, the most obvious choice, although that could contradict with the Jordan brand logo. I think there's, def- there's uh, many possible options if you were to change the logo. Um, but it hasn't been changed in 
50 years almost. So it'd be a it'd be very abrupt to change it right now without any prior announcement. Personally, I don't think they need to change it to a person. Like, is the MLB logo, like, it's not a person, is it? So, I, I, I mean, if anything, I wish they would just change it to, like, an actual basketball move. Like, you're right, the Jerry West one, like, no, no one, like, looks like that when they're playing. It's like him. It almost looks like he's sideways, like, diagonal. And if you see the picture, I don't know. Um, I, I think, um, if anything, just change it to, like, a shot or something. I, I don't know. Uh, I don't think it needs to be a player in general, but. Yeah, that's all I have. All right, I think that's all we got for today. So another another uh, recap in the book. So that's all we got. Thanks for listening. We'll see you tomorrow.